what causes the shit to hit the fan is they say nobody stays out that long and turns down a woman. You know what that means, Jay? He likes the pain. Well, that's what I was saying. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, that's made sense of the 90s, but I turned to Christy, I was like, it could be gay. Yeah. Like, what if he's gay? Like, I'd be like, no, I don't want another mouth to feed. Like, if I, if I went to a, uh, I don't know, if I was out by myself, and someone's like, oh, here, take our son, I'd be like, uh, No. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back on my boat. No one stays out that long and turns down a man. I'm like, well, mm. maybe. <laughs> like, welcome to a cast with no name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay, and I'm Matt. This is episode 51. This episode, we skinny dip into the question, is Waterworld really that bad? But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can listen to our episode library, comment on episodes, write to our email, and thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review or rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This will help our show find new listeners. So, with all that crap out of the way, yeah, Waterworld came out in 95 it did did you ever watch it growing uh, up yes I, it was one like of those on tv or did you rent it um i think we had rented it and i th- i think we had bought it on pay-per-view or rented it on pay-per-view because gotcha. we uh were, where you had to actually call the number and no this was we had so we had direct tv uh um, oh fancy yes and uh we were early pirates to where i guess mm-hmm. it really wasn't pirating it was just recording so we would rent something on pay-per-view, and then we'd record it on a VCR, and then we could watch it whenever we wanted. So Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't, and I don't know, I can't remember if I saw this in theater or not. I, wanna I never s- did. I want to say, it, it's highly likely that we would have seen it in theaters, um, and or maybe my parents saw it in theaters, and then they rented it again or something. But, right. Um but yeah, so I can't remember if I've seen it in theaters or not, but I did watch it quite a bit growing up. Yes, I watched it on TBS, like, constantly. Okay. It was one of those movies that was always on. But yeah. Right next <clears> to <throat> Shawshank Redemption. Right after Shawshank. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the double feature. <laughs> yeah. So, Jay. In a world. Yes. <laughs> where the polarized caps melt. <laughs> Universal Pictures presents Kevin Costner in Mad Max 2. Waterworld. <laughs> get wet um <laughs> yes so i don't remember that voiceover at the very beginning you don't i do yeah. it's the thing I, I always remember i always remembered the universal logo turning into like just yeah and then panning zooming in. in and just kind of melting um yeah i did not remember that voiceover because yes. as soon as that happened again i was like wow that's i remember weird. watching this movie for the first time and thinking could that really happen mm-hmm <laughs> Are we on course of doing this? Which, uh, to just to keep the conspiracy theorists at bay, uh, if the polarized caps did melt, water would only rise, I think, a few hundred feet. It wouldn't. Yeah. It completely engulfed the entire world. You mean it wouldn't go over the Himalayas and no, it just leave Denver, Mount, which is a mile Mount above Everest. sea level. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Mount Everest would turn into Hawaii. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And everything would be all fertile. It'd yep. be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because rocks. Because rock, you know. Just turns to plants dirt. Plants just grow up. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Within a span of 500 years. Um, yep. So, yeah, we get a great introduction at the beginning. And, it, and if you're not aware, uh, Waterworld uh, takes place in the future. It's a sci-fi-ish mm-hmm. uh, movie. And it's post-apocalyptic. And yep. humans have evolved not in the physical sense but more of the societal sense to survive on water yep and um and as you can imagine they all get along swimmingly yeah (laughs) 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 Woo! (laughs) yeah um and you have some people that just live um by themselves kind of sailing around the world and then you have some that are kind of in a smaller town society that are built out on atolls and then you have another faction called the smokers that are just kind of more or less pirates pretty much um and the movie is more or less about follows a 
character played by Kevin Costner called the Mariner, uh, who is a evolved version or a mutated version of a human to where he had developed gills and webbed feet. And, and just unbelievably handsome. Yep. And stoic and yep. all that is man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back when receding hairlines was mm. was awesome. It was fine. <laughs> it was perfectly Chest fine. Chest hair was fine. And he comes across a lady and her adoptive daughter pretty much to where they think that there exists dry land and then they kind of go off and search for it. Right. Um, Apparently no one has seen dry land in anyone's lifetime. Ever. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of, a, it's, it's a myth and some people don't believe it exists. Some people do believe it exists. And um, so there, that, that's, that's, that's Waterworld. Yeah, that's Waterworld. That's what it is. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, let, let's, I mean, quick recommendations and then. Sure. I recommend you see it. Yeah. I enjoy Waterworld. I, I recommend you see it too. I like it. Um, yes. I, so I watched Mad Max, which obviously this movie's heavily inspired from, and I enjoy Waterworld more than The Road Warrior, I must say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a more recent movie than, it's sure. a b- bigger budget, definitely. Sure. sure. Um, but this movie kind of has a, uh, reputation of, one being a bomb and which it wasn't technically a bomb. I think it technically made money. It didn't make as much money as what I think the studios wanted. Um, but it has a reputation of just being bad. Yes. And it's like, Oh, it's a crap movie, blah, blah, blah. But rewatching it. I mean the, the reviews of it just kind of give you guys a sense as far as what people think on rotten tomatoes. It's at 45% and it's a little rough. Yeah. And it's a bit rough. Of course, this movie came out before Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. those reviews are made by people who went back and put in a review of yep. shit. Probably just to kind of maintain the status quo. Of, well, yep. this is what people thought about this. Exactly. Um, and then on IMDb, it's 6.3 out of 10. That's low. Yeah. That's and then you low. have 56% on Metacritic. That's low, too. Yeah. And I think... It gets a bad rap. Yeah, it does get a bad rap. And I think it's more of mob mentality with this movie to where you probably when it was released, you had critics uh, kind of slamming this movie. And I think a lot of you had the mob mentality slash emperor's clothes effect to where everyone said, oh, yeah, it's a it's a bad movie. But I think if you ask a lot of people, at least people who are our age, saw it when they were a kid. Probably look at it favorably. Sure. Uh, I know Christy likes this movie. Uh, I was talking about this with my best friend, and he's he, he loves this movie. It's great. Um, and, and part of it could just be nostalgia, looking at it through that kind of lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but after re- re-watching it, it, it does not get the hate. It does not deserve the hate that it gets right. on a consistent basis when yes. people talk about this Like movie. when we talked about Cutthroat Island a couple months back, I, I can understand why people wouldn't necessarily enjoy that movie all that much, but still, I, I thought it got a bad rap. This, I, it's on par with, like, if you look up the Rotten Tomato score of Cutthroat Island, it's probably, like, around 30-ish percent, so not that far off from Waterworld. Mm-hmm. And the Metacritic scores and all that stuff probably aren't that far off. Yep. Um, but it, it's nowhere close Waterworld's to way better than Cutthroat Island. It, yeah, Waterworld is a better movie. Yes, um, yes. And Cutthroat Island, you could watch it, and you could under... Like, it had problems with pacing. Mm-hmm. It had it had some problems with tone, with tone, which this movie does too, but overall, I mean, the editing is great in this, um, I think. Oh, because yeah. Because they cut out quite a bit. Originally, this movie came in at about three hours, and they cut out uh, about 45 minutes of it because they had concerns... Um, Kevin Costner recently released Wyatt Earp before this movie, and that was about a three-hour-long movie, and it did not do well. It bombed, and they thought, oh, because it was such a long movie, let's cut it, let's make it shorter. So they actually cut out quite a bit out of this movie um, to make it work, and I think it still does work. It doesn't, I think, go in depth on some of the mythological elements of this movie or some of the background, but it's still a cohesive film from start to finish. And there may be some bits and pieces you would want to find out more about, but it doesn't, I don't think it 
diminishes this movie so much so that it would be a 45% or a 50%. Right, no, if your goal is to make a fun, action-packed adventure movie, I think they succeeded in the cut that was released in theaters, mm-hmm. for and, sure. And especially with the stuff that comes out now, this movie has a hell of a lot more thought put into it mm-hmm. than what a lot of other sci-fi movies nowadays. I mean, just exa- I mean, just strictly from the world building, which I think is one of the best things about this movie, is you can tell either production design or the writer or just the filmmakers in general really sat down to figure out how this world works and what are some of the devices and some of the things that people are going to have to create and how does those mechanisms work. And this is all just physical things like doors opening um, for uh, floating atoll and recycling bodies so that way you, you don't know i mean they just say recycle by the way what was that shit that they were putting the bodies in I, i'm something that probably decomposes them it, like it probably maybe it makes a fertilizer oh, makes something. something um that that's what i mean they didn't go into it but yeah I mean, they that's, didn't, that's what i figured they didn't just toss them into the sea and float on out yeah, yeah. um so i imagine it was probably some kind of fertilizer or something to where they were able to use it as bait or chum or something for fish um, because there wasn't a lot of vegetation. So it's not like they were using it for manure or for plants or anything, but my guess is probably more for feeding animals in the water that they could then eat. What Um, was that? uh, So when he's, he gets the chits to buy hydro, is it just electrical? electrolyte spiked water no it's just it's just water it's just water they just called it hydro just sound cool uh-huh. i feel like uh, because he had that like filtration is his own pee yeah so it's just that's he you know he could which if you have that then why why would you spend all your chits on hydro well he didn't spend it on hydro he spent it on the shelves and then he spent it on the tree the mm. little tomato plant and or did he buy hydro he did a couple he shots did? The oh. other guy, Nord, was was upset because he didn't get a glass from uh, Kevin him. Costner, the Mariner. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're drinking your piss, I imagine there's probably an aftertaste. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how he went about filtering it. because from what <laughs> There's I, a crank, Jay. Yeah. Well, there's a crank. There's a crank. But <laughs> it kind of went through a bunch of tubes. And my understanding is that it kind of sat in a vessel until the water from the urine evaporated. And the condensation mm. kind of filtered down another pipe. I missed I missed actually, the whole heating aspect of this and how it evaporated. Um, I I think it was just in the glass with the sun, mm, okay, being out in the open. Right. Um, kind of like how you used to like it, some people make sun tea. They put water, yeah, yeah. and tea bags, and they just leave it out in the sun, which doesn't evaporate anything. It's just that's how it brews. Mm-hmm. Um, but to that effect, it just uses the power of the sun to kind of evaporate urine. Um, mm. that's how I would, I would that's imagine how, how it worked. Maybe I'll try it this summer for like should. a little science experiment. Yeah. We, what are you guys doing? Leave it uh, there for a month and then you take a sip. Oh, nope. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's still piss. That's piss. <laughs> mm, it's pungent. But I mean, you had that, they had, they had thought process going into that. The way his ship worked, uh, it wasn't a ca- boat, catamaran. It was a tribe Moran or something. Something like that. That boat was badass. Yeah. I must say, what was that thing that was spinning? I was, I was like, what is that? Like I, with the three, I don't know if that was kind of like a windmill, okay, thing to where wind could rotate it, and or he could lock it. To my understanding is that it was a mechanism that he could lock with gears, but he could unlatch the gear, and it would just spin. And as it spun, it would power the raising and lowering of the the, uh, the uh, sails. The sails. Oh, um, okay. That that was my understanding because it kind of looked like just a, a vertical windmill or like some kind of uh, pinwheel, right? Almost. Man, this mariner was a highly advanced mechanical engineer, I must say. Yes. <laughs> he read fair. a lot. Of, well, he read a lot of books from That's swimming right. down to the, the, That's the right. surface. Yeah. Um, it, it's a pretty badass like boat, mm-hmm. like the way it operates and everything. It's cool. Yeah, it's very functional. Yeah. You feel like he he designed it and built it. As a char- like that character designed it and built it for his uses. Mm-hmm. Like he has shortcuts as far as transversing his boat, swinging from one. End. Like he knows how everything works, um, and that's why it's, the world building is just everything was very well thought out. Yeah. Um, even with the smoker stuff, and I mean, granted, if you think about it longer than five eight, minutes, five minutes, like oh. Ammunition. How does ammunition still work after yeah. 500 years and the amount of humidity that's 
Yeah. Right. Well, where are they going to have the metal to? Yeah. To you know, cast all these bullets and everything, and and how's the metal still exist with all the salt in the air from all exactly? The- <laughs> how how do they refine the oil to create gasoline? Yeah. How does- which they do say they do make a reference to refining. So right. when well, they are looking in the yeah. uh, the pit and they have cheap uh, lame version Burgess Meredith in the oil, and he's like looking up and he's like, oh, it's at four and a half feet, and they're like, well, we can refine for it. They it was a throwaway word, mm-hmm. but they mention it where they do have a process of refining oil for gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I was trying to think of how much time had elapsed since the ice caps melted. And I'm like, okay, so if we've evolved some human beings to ha- develop gills behind the ears, this is yeah, not, tens of thousands of years. Yeah, nope, nope, 500 years. <laughs> so, which is why they say mutant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe they threw that in there to where it wasn't, although I think the older guy that kind of, um, oh, Ah, but he was in Green Mile. Um, played the French. Uh, oh, Michael Jeter. Yeah, Michael Jeter. Yeah, the uh, uh, the when, balloon dude. Which Michael Jeter may have just been saying it as not necessarily a reason, but just kind of a way to put into words to where oh you you have you evolved to have gills kind of a thing um, to where maybe it was just a mutation of something right that kind of accelerated it. But yeah, yeah it definitely wasn't enough to where because I feel like. A long time would have had to have happened to yep. advance to get gills, but, um, but yeah. So I think it's only like yeah. twenty five hundred. Like you start two thousand five or yeah two thousand twenty five hundred centuries. I think right. is when this is supposed to take place. Yeah, and all these questions come along like how do so how do they grow plants? I mean, you need dirt. You just can't keep reusing the dirt over and over again because the nutrients you need fertilizer. And where yeah. do the seeds come from? I mean, if water is so scarce, how much are you using to drink versus watering the plants? All you that piss stuff. on it, but too you much just, nitrogen, you're going to kill. But yeah, you need a little bit of nitrogen. So, yeah. so just don't think about it too much. Just go. Yeah, with there's it. a lot of stuff. Which, um, but everything else they kind of thought through. Yeah. Um, again, I l- I love the world building when it comes to like interacting with people, like on the open sea. Yeah, those scenes are pretty cool. Yep. The and I I have that. That was the first thing I wrote down was the personalities of the inhabitants. Very. Some are very unusual, mm-hmm. and they feel, but they feel realistic. So, um, I mean, his first interaction is with the guy when you enter, when you get introduced to the Mariner, Kevin Costner's character. Um, he's kind of he's underwater, and you can see someone take some of the limes off of his plant, mm-hmm. and he meets another sailor. They have that interaction, fairly normal, fairly like congeal. Uh, congenial um, as far as friendly ish mm-hmm. um, to where they have pleasantries. There's some kind of custom that they share or at least uh, social norms that they follow. Um, then you find out, Oh, he kind of screws them over. And then, so he screws them over in return. But when he gets to the atoll, you interact with more people. You have more people that are competent. You have some people to where he's like kind of selling the dirt and some ladies just kind of like goes up and looks at shit that's dangling from his clothes to where some people just don't have any kind of social Mm -hmm. niceties about them. They're kind of more, uh, feral. And so you have some humans that are feral. You have some people that have been so such alone for such a long time that they're just completely off their, their meds more or less. And, um, so, but you have that variety of people who've been able to survive in this world and the effect that it has on them mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and obviously you have the people that are more grounded and more, I guess, quote unquote, normal as far as comparing them to people today are people that have had outside of Kevin Costner either had to have a responsibility of raising a child or they have a higher purpose that they're like a goal that they're kind of going after that they can focus their time and energy on. Yeah. Um, or a sense of purpose in a society, for example, like the peacemaker to where he's kind of like the sheriff of the town and he's kind of more or less the even headed person where everyone else is just kind of off their rockers. Yeah. I think that's the only, the only drawback I see in that toll scene is that he said, yeah, you're all dying. I, I, just human nature. I, I would see that the, the entire society in that atoll just attacking Kevin Costner and <laughs> killing yeah. him and stealing all of his yeah, shit. The, the very, yeah, very, yeah. Uh, yeah, which I think, this is the other thing I have. I think the, <clears throat> we get the things that it does very, very well, the world building, the personalities and the inhabitants um, and the characters 
I, I feel like are very well defined. Dennis Hopper, I think, is excellent. Yeah, it's he's o- probably he, the best thing in this movie. He's over the top and just great. Um, yes. The main issue, I think, with this movie, and I think is probably why it didn't land with a lot of people, but it landed with kids, I feel like, because we were kids when we watched this. Yep. And because, But it's two different movies. You have, like, you have half the cast is in what I feel like a children's adventure film. And in that portion of it, you have Dennis Hopper. You have Michael Jeter playing the, the guy with the hot air balloon. Um, you have Enola, the, who I feel like could have been the main character of a different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have... Uh, so you have characters like that. You have the Peacemaker and um, and uh, Helen. I feel like they're all... Well, Helen ha- kind of switches back and forth. But you have Dennis Hopper and like some of these characters that are just in these goofy child adventure movie. And then you have Kevin Costner and the other half of Helen. And, um, oh, the guy who played... Uh, Nord? Yeah. Uh, well, is he the one that wanted to... Uh, Half an hour, half an hour, half an hour. Oh, uh, Kim Coates? Yeah, Kim Coates. Uh, you had him, paper guy? Kevin Costner, the other half of Helen, <laughs> to where they were in more of a serious sci-fi, this is what could happen, post-apocalyptic yeah. story. Um, and Yeah, that's a good point. It's Because they, they dealt with more serious things as far as like what reality could be like. And then you had the other half, which was kind of like more... Adventure up swashbuckling stuff, yeah, swashbuckling stuff, over the top stuff. Um, and you had those two kind of mixing quite a bit. And I think that's probably where this movie fell flat for most people in the 90s, if it did. Um, but I again, I feel like maybe kids kind of gravitated more towards this to where if I if seeing this for the first time as an adult, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much, but Mm. it's been, I mean. Almost 30 years. Yeah, almost 30 years. It's probably been at least 10 to 15 years since the last time I saw this movie. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. And, I mean, it's still serviceable. It's still entertaining. Yeah. It's, I mean, other than the mix and tones, I don't think it's, it, it definitely doesn't deserve the hate. I, I would like to think if I saw this for the first time as an adult, I don't think I would give it a 50% by yeah. any means. It would just be... That was a little weird, but I mean, it had, I mean, it has some, but it was a good time. Yeah. It's, it's fun and entertaining. It makes sense. It's not off the wall, batshit, just weird. Doesn't drag. Yeah. It doesn't drag. Um, the, dude, the stunts are amazing. Yeah. So They're really good. Really nice set pieces. I mean, it's when the, the first explosion that happens after they, the attack, the atoll, and it's the explosion that causes Dennis Hopper to lose his eye. Um, <laughs> It that was a, probably the first realistic explosion I've seen in a long time uh-huh, in a yeah. movie, and I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how they used. They to used to do bl- practical. They stuff. used to blow shit up, and That's it used right. to create a lot of black smoke, and it used to yeah look good. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you heard the stories of uh, the production of this thing? No. They had to pick between Australia and off the coast of the Big Island of Hawaii, and they decided to pick Hawaii because at the time of filming, it was the summer in Hawaii and it was winter in Australia, so they didn't want to be out in open sea filming when it's, you know, 55 mm-hmm. degrees with, with wind gusts. But they didn't account for was off the coast of Kona, some of the highest wind gusts on just a, 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 any, on any given day. It's like 45 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So they had issues with building the set and then keep maintaining the set in this specific location because they were trying to get 270 degrees of open sea so that when so they can view it and move the camera and yep. you don't see land or anything. And they only had specific times that they could film during the day because of that. Then they had the issue of people having to go to the bathroom. Uh, th- they had like porta potties set up like a couple miles back to where they came in, so they had to they had to go back and forth to give people bathroom mm-hmm. breaks. So they could only shoot like six scenes a day. Oh yeah. And oh they, yeah. Because they have to take all that set out into the ocean yes. to yeah. yeah yeah and it just I think Kevin Costner was he shot for one hundred and like sixty days mm-hmm. just. I think the uh, the set the was destroyed. Set, the set was, I think, at one point when they had built it, 
it was the size of a stadium almost oh boy or it was they said a quarter mile oh like i mean it was just that massive mm-hmm. of things the um the other thing i think kevin reynolds reached out to uh, steven spielberg because spielberg made jaws yeah and he shot on the water and they wanted to shoot on the water as opposed to a, a tank and he when they reached out to Sp- steven spielberg he said hey, do you have any like words of advice or like anything what do you think we should keep in mind when we do this and he said don't shoot on the water <laughs> was the only thing that he said in course well they the rest is history yeah. <laughs> fun fact they had when they were building the atoll set they didn't have enough so they built it on location in hawaii they didn't have enough steel on hawaii mm-hmm. to complete the set so they had to fly in steel from california but in doing that the plane was heavier so the kona airport had to be extended 25 feet in oh, order so for the plane to land, land. Which is nuts. I mean, do you think nowadays Kevin Costner would have the pull to like modify an airport, like the star power to do that? <laughs> no. Like the, uh, the authorities in Hawaii are like, I'm not doing this. It's for Kevin Costner. Oh my God, Kevin Costner. <laughs> uh, well, let's round up the people that we need to approve this, baby. Let's make this happen. Let's make it happen, man. Our island's not long enough. That sounds like negative thinking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Just wild. Yeah that, yeah, that is cool to think about to where... I mean to and to be able to get these movies made at that time before you could just do it all on a computer mm-hmm. is that you literally had to make just massive amount of movement just to make things happen or yeah. to shoot something and the the logistics behind it, um, yep, and everyone working together to be able to make that happen is yeah. amazing. And I like that whole atoll scene a lot. I like I like the idea of again the world building like the the camera pans around and there's people cutting up a shark. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how they're eating. People are, uh, I think there's a funeral at the time, like you mentioned, where they're recycling her body. You get to the store, there's like makeshift shelves everywhere that, mm-hmm. are, that are empty, and they they talk about the currency, and they're making a deal by weighing the dirt out and everything, which makes sense. You would understand why dirt is so valuable, mm-hmm. because you can grow shit on it. Um, yeah, the whole scene's just pretty cool. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and, and the sad thing is that you're not even on the atoll that much. Like mm-hmm. the, that set is probably the largest set uh, for that movie, and it's only in there for maybe fifteen twenty minutes. I yeah. feel like it's it's just at the very beginning, and then that that's it. The rest it, of it's on boats. It's and, an excuse to to have a scene where the smokers attack, mm-hmm. and we can have a twenty minute gunfight scene and people jumping from yeah. skis on ski jumps and. Yeah, which the Wave only other and all that good stuff. The only other set I think would rival it would be that Exxon Valdez yeah. tanker, but that was, I think, just docked or they built it up on mm-hmm. and they just put green screens around yeah. it to kind of make it look like it was in the water. Yeah. Um, no, they actually sank an Exxon Valdez oil tanker. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> James Cameron would be like, "Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> we're building the replica." But it still has oil. It nope needs to be realistic. Got to have that oil in no, there, baby. There's gonna be oil in it, baby. Get the, break out the Dawn dish soap and uh, start scrubbing yeah. some ducks. But <laughs> oh boy. Um. But so directed by Kevin Reynolds. Yep. He also directed. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. And. I went because the person who did the music for this was James Newton Howard. Mm-hmm. And I thought, because rewatching this, I was like, this feet, the music feels so much like that 90s yes. optimistic adventure because it sounded like the, the music sounds very, very similar to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. And, but different composer. But I, I like to think. Kevin Reynolds probably just enjoys that kind of music, I feel mm-hmm. like, or Kevin Costner enjoys that kind of music um, because it does sound very, very similar. Um, it's, and just, it, it's the same thing in Count of Monte Cristo, the other movie he made. Yeah. He, that's what he likes. Mm-hmm. The So I thought that was interesting and a nice touch because, you, I mean, just that over the... I mean, it, that music, I feel like, kind of transitioned into the Pirates of the Caribbean theme a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of... Uh, yeah just super kevin cost just swinging through optimistic yeah <laughs> shooting harpoons <laughs> shooting harpoons at people with one arm <laughs> yeah um which how many hero shots are in this movie Jeez, yeah, kevin cost like 
it's been 15 minutes. I need my hero shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to be cranking, cranking yeah. the ice cream on my boat to where that's on how top you, of the mass pondering on the sunset, steers. just, just brooding, <laughs> which how he steers the boat. is kind of like, it's like a bicycle mechanism yeah. on there. Instead of using his feet, he just kind of moves his hand. I feel like they just kind of made that up. To you think so? How, how, how does he steer? Well, we can just put a wheel on that. Yeah, but that's not, that's not exciting. What if I just cycle my hands really yeah. quickly on the on the pedals and that would look good? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, when he when he goes when he dives into the water and he swims, I'm like Jesus, he is cruising. I'm like those web feet, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's yep. like jet propulsion. That, uh, what, what kind of swim stroke is that? It's the uh, like when you dive into it's, the it's water, the butterfly. And you like the butterfly. Like, I think is when you just like start kinda, trying to swim like a convulse. mermaid or something. Yeah, like you're swallowing your own tongue. Yep. Yeah. And just shoots out of the water like a damn serpent. Like a dolphin. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, and d- d- did you notice Jack Black? I forgot Jack Black was in this movie. He's the pilot. I did I did not. I, I had heard before that he was in it and he played yeah, the pirate uh, the pilot of the was it the airplane? It's the airplane that's that that's, gets it, caught around Yeah, the with the harpoon, okay. yeah, and destroys the uh the Mariner's catamaran. I did not I I <clears throat> I knew he was in this movie. I completely forgot until I went back and then did research after I watched it. I was like, oh, shit, I completely missed Yep, that's him. Apparently, in the the quote-unquote Ulysses cut, Jack Black actually has a scene in it where he speaks dialogue and everything, but I've never seen it. Yeah, neither have I, which if you, if anyone's listening, if you know how to find the Ulysses cut, uh, let us know. Yeah, I'd like to watch it. Because, so, if you don't know, the Ulysses cut is... A longer version, so this, which the Ulysses cut is kind of interesting because, like I said before, the original movie was about three hours long, and yep. they had to cut out about 45 minutes of it, but for the theatrical run, and the part that they had cut out is stuff that has to do with uh, the inhabitants' religion, mm-hmm. kind of the mythology of dry land, and it just kind of gives more background as... And also kind of gives more of a uh, reason for Kevin Costner to leave at the end when they do find dry land. Yeah. Um, to where it's not just, oh, it doesn't move right. Jay, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It's, it's land sickness. Um, you'll get used to it. Oh, man, in my own, my own, uh, <laughs> my own thoughts. <laughs> I, need I go where the water takes me. <laughs> I'm a seaman. I need to, I need to be out on the sea with my men uh, by myself. Yeah. Um, so, but it gives more reason, and, and and in the Ulysses cut, his reasoning is he thinks that he knows where he could find more of his kind, and mm. he's going to go tell them about the land and all that. Um, Which would be interesting. I'd like to... Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would like to see what they added. So what had happened mm-hmm. was, when this movie was being shown on cable and for television, they had longer cuts. Mm-hmm. And... What had happened is fans of this movie had recorded the longer TV versions, but the TV versions also had more censored. They uh. didn't have the curse words in there, um, probably didn't have uh, GN Triplehorn's uh, body doubles naked butt on there. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and to where, <clears throat> but fans of the show recorded it, and then they edited together together into the actual version of the movie. So they kind of made their own rough cut of an, an extended version to where, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but once that happened, uh, there's a publishing house that actually released, they call it the Ulysses cut because Kevin Costner's character gets named U- Ulysses at the end. Right. Based off of, um, <clears throat> I think it was the Iliad and the Odyssey or something like yep. that. And, um, they kind of use that as a reference. So that's why they call it the Ulysses cut, but they released it. It's, on Blu-ray and DVD, I think. Mm-hmm. If you can find it streaming, let us know in the comments. Yeah, um, I couldn't find it on iTunes. Or if you have seen it, uh, let us know how it compares. Yeah, it'd be cool. Compared to the... Uh, I'm sure it's, the, pr- it's probably better. Cut. I, I would imagine so. The only thing I could think of is like the pacing would just be... like It would just there feel like a super points. long movie. But yeah. if it makes... If it rounds out the characters a little bit better mm-hmm. and kind of gives them more motivation, then I feel like it'd probably yeah. be a decent payoff. I th- because I think there's a there's a few emotional beats that they don't necessarily hit right on, on the money there when 
Because at, at first, the Mariner just does not like the two women on mm-hmm. his boat at all. Doesn't yeah. want them. He's even talking about like throwing them overboard and mm-hmm. killing them. And then it's like, what, 25, 30 minutes later, he's like teaching the, uh, the, the girl to swim and he's like a yeah. father figure. So maybe if you kind of drag that open a little bit, a few scenes here or there to kind of build that relationship, it might have hit a little bit better. Yeah. And even before that scene, because I put, I put that down to where, so uh, while the smokers are attacking the atoll and Kevin Costner or the Mariner is trying to, he's released from the cage and he makes a deal with Helen saying, because she said, if you leave, take us with you, or I'll let you out of the mm-hmm. cage if you can take us with you. Yeah. He's like, sure. And sure. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so he's he's out, and he's helping everyone escape. He looks over, and there's a shot. There is a peacemaker, the, the peacemaker of the atoll, and I, I just call him the, peace keep, uh, the peacekeeper. Uh, he's the sheriff guy that yeah. says. By oh, the way, he's the only, I noticed he's the only clean one in the entire movie. Yeah. Nice, nice hair. That <laughs> nice is, uh, hair. Yep. He's obviously shampooed and conditioned it multiple times that Blow day. Blow and dry it. Everyone's dirty. Yep. Why them. is everyone dirty? There's water all around you. Yep. Just take a dip. <laughs> they don't like it. They hate they hate baths. <laughs> um so anyways, he's he leaves from one of the rooms in the atoll, and there's a shot you see, and he has like a little girl with him that yeah. he's trying to save. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Costner goes, shoots a harpoon that was gonna attack the, the peacemaker. The, yeah, the peace peacemaker. Um, so he helps him, even though he imprisoned him. And I thought that was, oh, he was helping a child. So he helped, uh, he kept the, him from getting hurt gotcha. since he was helping a child. Since he was helping a kid, yeah. Okay. And then the next scene, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to throw her throw, overboard. Yeah. We're going to die out here. And I'm like, that's kind of, so I feel like there was something missing in between there yeah. um, to where maybe they had already been on the boat long uh, a while because you don't you don't get a sense of how much time has passed right um to where it could have been weeks um yeah but uh the way it's kind yeah. of cut together kind of feels like it's one right after the other. yeah it's a little his motivations are a little uneven sometimes because yeah he he says really really kind of straight to the point direct not softening the blow shit like you're all dying here i gotta mm-hmm. get out of here yeah and then when she's offering her body to stay on the boat he knows that she really doesn't want him, so he he's like honorable, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm not, no, no, I don't want to do yeah. this unless you want to do it." It's like, okay, so now you're you have character and morals, yeah. But before you're like, and, and "Fuck then, all you people." And then the next scene, he sells her <laughs> yes. to get paper. Yeah. So this is like, <laughs> dude, what what is going on with you? Yeah. So that's a little uneven, but I mean, uh, that that being said, it's still, um, yeah. Which maybe the Ulysses kind of expands on. Yeah, that. maybe it does. Um, but there's definitely like a lot more world building in the Ulysses cut that I've heard that uh, I think would just be interesting to yeah to watch. So anyway, the movie uh, spoiler alert, ends with them finding dry land. And please clarify this with me. I was trying to figure out how the hell they found this. They said the magnetic poles flipped, so now I have to point at when the sun is setting and then go the opposite direction. Yeah, I didn't understand it. I either. was I was very confused. and I like how they have latitude longitude. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> but I think that he has a sextant. Oh, that he uses. And he, he somehow in, knew how to use day that. Time. That, that, I can't remember. He, I'm pretty sure it was in the day he okay. had a sextant, and I'm like, did you use that with stars? You're supposed to use it for the stars. But I guess the sun is the biggest fucking star in the sky. True. Brightest, at least. Yes. <laughs> During the day. <laughs> During the day. <laughs> at night, it's dim as that, shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't even see it. Um. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand. They kind of washed over that. It doesn't too. matter. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they said something about the magnet magnetic poles flipping and um, and they were like, oh, th- this is uh, this language translates to numbers mm-hmm. and latitude. Some ancient yeah, like Chinese characters, right? Some ancient language numbers. called latitude and longitude. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. They didn't good dive in. They're like, okay, this is uh, yeah, we don't know what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just skip past it. So. And then, uh, so the movie kind of ends kind of abruptly like that, where they just um, save what's her name, Nola, Anola, Anola, and then uh, they're flying in the you know the blimp all the way to dry land. They find dry land, and they find Anola's parents dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find their hut, so it's like and there's a couple of huts, so it looked like there was a community, yeah, a little community. Yep. Um, so then they were expanding on why Anola was 
So did they know they were going to die and Anola? They just kind of put Anola out at sea. I, I think that's what they determined because they had when they <laughs> found the huts. They walk in and they say something along the effect of, um, "Oh, they must have known that they they were dying because mm-hmm. they had a bunch of other maps drawn on paper that either maybe there were revisions or something." And because there was a bunch of them on the nightstand or something near the bed. Right. And so you could see that they were trying to make, they probably made as many maps as possible that they, to try and. Right. Because uh, they had to have tatted. Because Enola's what, like nine or 10? 11? Something like that, yeah. They had to her up when she was like, what, four or five? Mm hmm. Mean. What were they doing? Just like. That'd be a bitch, yeah, chiseling it. Chiseling it. Just got to stick like, a wow, bamboo cause, needle Because their tattoo India is like and, solid. Yeah. It's like, there's really there's, good. Like a four or five year old, I can't imagine that would be a uh, very exciting. Yeah, you get a for, grown person just pinning them down to where they can't move that much, and then right, they just did a sleeper hold. Yep, sleeper hold, and then she just passed out, and mm-hmm. they just tortured her. And then what did they do? They just like here you go, see, put put her in a bl- like in a, in a bassinet, and she's yeah. just floating out there. Hopefully, someone comes along. Had dirt in there because Helen said uh, she had seen dirt darker and richer than what he had brought. Because he asks, he's like, you believe in dry land. There's a line in there, Mariner asks her, you believe in dry land? That's a myth. And she's like, no, I've seen dirt darker and richer than the dirt you brought in Enola's basket. So oh, they, okay. the basket that she was in, they, obviously it'd be, <laughs> here's a bunch of dirt, put the baby in there. So that way they, yeah. everyone can kind of put, which is kind of interesting because <laughs> the way they did that, makes all sense in the world to wear tattoo on the back for the map mm-hmm. tattoo won't blow away yeah yeah it's where true paper maps would but you have a little a little mound on top of the world mm-hmm. with an arrow pointing to it like oh what's that and then she's laying on a basket in a basket with filled with dirt right i mean anyone not being able to know a common language would be able to infer especially if you lived in a water world that oh this is a map to dry land. Right, right. Thing to where, so it's like thinking like that to where they thought a lot of things through in this very, very well and thoroughly. And it's just, it's uncommon, I feel like, nowadays mm-hmm. to where a lot of stuff that they just kind of blow over or make it up as they go along. Or, yeah. I still think, though, that that's a risk the parents... So, well, I could either kill my kid now, yeah, or she's I can, either going to starve by herself here when we die, right? Or we can, or she'll die of sun exposure because she has like I don't know five days tops <laughs> for someone to find her. Better hope those currents are <laughs> exactly tip top. Well, and if it's only like five days tops, I mean, she probably drifted what two miles from dry land. Yeah. It's like she could have been like you know six years old or five years old and be like you know right over here is like we just got to go this way and then there's dry land. <laughs> Let's, let's this tattoo thing is stupid. Like it's right over there. I just came from over there. Well, you probably. I mean, look at the smokers. I mean, they're not the brightest bunch. They're. Uh, Where did all the cigarettes come from, by the way? It was Exxon Valdez handing these out like candy. <laughs> There's sponsor like, of the film. <laughs> there was a giant <laughs> closet full of uh, marbles. Probably, yeah. There maybe, might that, be. maybe that's where they came from. Yeah. Is the storage unit? I mean. Mm. Did, didn't you guys have like the military rations of cigarettes and no, stuff? When I, was, I mean, it's not wartime and it wasn't World War Two. No. Well, by the time I was on the sub, uh, they uh, made smoking on ships like they nixed it. Damn communists. I know. Commies. <laughs> Those damn libs. <laughs> They're precious What the hell's lungs. happening to this country? They're you can't smoke in the closed tube. <laughs> yes. Pressurized tube. Got to smoke. Got to let off some steam, baby. Yeah. Oh, and then um, when he goes down to show uh, uh, Jean Triplehorn, I already forget her character's name. Helen. Helen. Dryland. I'm like, oh, what luck to be floating above a city <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, how are you? Well, if you were in the Atlantic Ocean, you just yeah. keep going just down. Keep going down. And down. And, and down. down. <laughs> There's a trench. It's the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because, you know, 75% of the world is covered in water. Mm-hmm. So three out of four times, if you're just floating around, you're not going to be above land. And then, anything. and then if you're above land, what chances are you're going to be above a city? The, only, the, the entire <laughs> thing, I, the th- what I was thinking about that entire scene was how tiring it would be. I was like, God, he's, he's got to be a strong fucking swimmer. Yeah. That air bubble, 
being able to bring that air bubble down all the like it's a fucking submarine it's yeah like an individual submarine but he did have counterweights on the bottom that i saw and stuff so they actually thought about that but yeah i was just like still well that'd be a little tough to... <clears throat> you saw the scene before where he was jetting through and jumping out of the water with just his yeah he didn't even he wasn't using his arms it was all of his legs I'd be so tired though <laughs> i was totally waiting for them to swim past the uh statue of liberty oh like, yeah. it's gonna be new york or like the stupid donut shop in L.A. Yeah. That's always there. Yeah. Wait, well, actually, I they, think there was a donut there, shop. They but... did do the donut shop. I think I saw it in there because I think <laughs> I was like, I wonder where's. And then I saw it. I was like, what the? They're in L.A. Is I that think where they're it is? Right above L.A. Yeah. Which is weird. If they're above L.A. there, they pretty much circumnavigate the globe to get to Mount Everest. Because that's what you assume is the dry land portion. I would highest, think so. The highest um, place. For for you listeners that. that, that Highest point of Earth is it's Mount, Everest. Mount Everest. It sure is, but you can tell it's fiction because the more it's, you know, it's not trash covered all over the mountain when they find dry land. <laughs> you know, of, from the Sherpas. And there's the a bunch shit, of all coke the rich bottles going to like hike their way up to the, riding yeah. a piggyback on their Sherpa all the way up to the peak. There, that's right. They do the selfie. Yeah, and then there's like a hundred people waiting in line. Hundred people waiting in line and to take the three same tons selfie. of trash that is just littering yeah. the entire fucking mountain. What a fucking travesty. <laughs> What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> I did it. We can't have anything nice. Why is everything ruined by a bunch of people? Uh, just wait until commercial space flight happens. There's going to be so much shit on Mars and the moon. Just be candy wrappers everywhere. No, well, the first building going up is a Starbucks. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I need my skinny vanilla lattes. That's right. Oh, boy. But the uh, one of the things I noticed, though... <clears throat> Um, homosexuals do not exist in this world. Now, I know you think it's hmm. a leap. I think it's what? A leap. What? What's a leap? That there's no homosexuals in this world. Because when they're at the atoll, yeah. Kevin Costner gets there, and you have the elders of the atoll community, community coming up to him and saying, hey, could, uh, take our daughter, please. Please, because we need... Right. Yeah. Um, so that way she can have a life or whatever. Like you're, you're a stranger, but obviously you're a person of means because you have dirt and all this other stuff. Yeah. So they try to pawn off their dirt daughter and, um, and he denies the daughter. He says no. And what causes the shit to hit the fan is they say nobody stays out that long and turns down a woman. You know what that means, Jay? He likes the pain. Well, that's what I was saying. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it. And I was like, that's made sense of the 90s. But I turned to Christy. I was like, but he could be gay. Yeah. Like, what if he's gay? Like, <laughs> I'd be like, no, I don't want another mouth to feed. Like, if I, if I went to a, uh, I don't know, if I was out by myself and someone's like, oh, here, take our son. I'd be like, uh, no. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just going to go back on my boat. No one stays out that long and turns down a man. I'm like, well, mm. maybe. <laughs> like, Yeah. But And I know it's just. Well, he's just thinking about survival. Yes. He's like, there's these things called STDs. I don't know where your daughter's been That's, around. I don't exactly. trust anything. Especially with no one showering. Right. Yeah. Huh. Like, I do that, and then before you know it, 30 days from now, I'm just, you know, weird spots growing everywhere, and mm -hmm. I'm coughing all the time. Nope. This burning sensation when I pee. I'm not having that. That's right, man. Dennis Hopper. I didn't even think about that though. That's a good point. I know. Interesting. I, I'm t I'm ripping. That's a nitpick though, but <laughs> no. I, I, I just thought it was funny. It's just it's a legit it's, nitpick. It's uh, times of the '90s. Yeah. Kind of a thing to where. Yeah. Uh, it's just things that. It is interesting because they're like blasphemy, sort of like there was like a response of just like. He's probably gay. <laughs> get Grab him. your torches and pitchforks. Let's get him. That's a good point. <laughs> so, but yeah, like what, what leap in logic were they thinking? They're like, oh my God. What? He turned down a woman. Like, like, cause mm -hmm. they, they don't say, they don't say, oh, he's gay. We're going to, we're going to murder him because he's gay. And that's not the reason it's, but yeah. they just go from a leap of logic to where we need to kill him because he turned down a woman. Like, what was the worst thing they could think of Yeah, that that was a logical next thing as far as stuff to do in your day? Yeah. To where, oh, here's a stranger, and he turned down my daughter. We better kill him, because that, that just seems suspect. Yeah. And like, which they do make mention, like, oh, maybe he's a smoker spy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm like, but I feel like if 
that he was, he would take the girl. Not right. that all bad guys are rapists. And but... do you want to kill the smoker spy? Because if the smoker spy doesn't come back to report said smoker spy news, they're going to figure out that you did something to said smoker spy, and they'll or, come and attack oh, you. Oh, where'd we send the smoker spy? Then uh, let's, yeah. let's go that way, because right. obviously something had happened kind of a thing. Right. But maybe they were just kind of... Maybe. Taking it with risk, but... And it's a big world. It is. So how do you find these atolls that are just spread across a world full of water? Well, you got airplanes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that still works. That everybody knows how to fly, yep. apparently. Super easy. Super super easy. Can you imagine can you imagine landing that thing on a on an oil refiner? A giant oil cargo ship? No problem. Easy peasy, right? No problem. No no room for error, right? You can yeah. you can just just guess. Yeah. It's just guess. Fuel efficient. Like it's you, fine. Every all the instruments still work. Oh boy. It's great. The uh, Dennis Hopper. What about him? Best thing in this movie. He's great. He's over the top like speed. Yes. I feel like he did speed and then he went right into this movie. Mm-hmm. Played the same character for the most part. Just so more over the top. Um, I was getting a lot of like, I feel like Kevin Reynolds loves goofy villains because I was getting a lot of Alan Rickman, Sheriff. Rottingham vibes. Yeah. Sheriff. Is, Nottingham it, is vibes. it Rottingham or Nottingham? Nottingham. Um, Rottingham is, is that, uh, Men in Tights, the Mel Brooks movie. Maybe I don't know. Sure. Hmm. <clears throat> it's not in him though. Rottingham sounds like like the rap alternate version of the story. It sounds like the Mel Brooks movie. I think it's. Oh. It doesn't matter. Anyways, but no, it, was, yeah. uh, it kind of. I made me remember of Alan Rickman and Sheriff Nottingham, Prince of Thieves, uh, to where he was kind of like an over the top villain not so much cartoonish but he did have funny lines he was yeah. quippy and uh the things he said was entertaining it was just like a villain that you like like to hate kind of a thing um mm-hmm. and you didn't even really hate them that much they were just they were just entertaining and charismatic villains um yep that i guess you really don't have anymore i mean now it's more of you got to feel sorry for the villain kind of a thing yeah you got to sympathize with them relate to them um that's another thing about this the hero is actually a hero he has a hero's journey which nowadays kevin costner's character would be somewhat stupid or they would make like an offhanded comment about his intelligence he wouldn't be capable he's like a dummy Mm -hmm. he just makes stupid this and this he's actually capable he he's very smart calculated yeah intelligent yep yeah, because... And then he grows as a person. Mm-hmm. He has an arc. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> used to have those in movies. Nice little hero's journey. The uh, Or, or there would be an instance to where Helen would go against his wishes and it would just work out for the best. Yes. To where then he would learn, oh, well, she has value then. Which he still does learn that. It's just in a different way. Yeah. To where in this movie, I like how she goes, she does her own thing and to where she shoots the harpoon with the plane and um, he's like, no, he's like, don't do that. And she, she like shoots it and he like yells at her. He's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, you didn't give me much choice. Yeah. And which makes sense. It does. Yeah. It doesn't. Not everything had to, has to work out for every single character. Right. It's nice that characters can make mistakes without diminishing them as a human. Right. 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 Um, or as a person. Or if a woman makes a choice in a movie, it's not automatically the correct choice. Correct. It's fine. You know? And, ju- and, if a man makes a choice in the movie, it's not automatically the, the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Yes. Like, oh, sometimes it works out. Or, oh, wow, experience actually means something in yeah. this world kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah. It's a good but movie. Oh, no, yeah. De- Dennis Hopper is fantastic. Like, his lines in it are great. Oh, yeah. The um, Here, let's play one of those lines. All right. yeah. It's my favorite line in the movie, by the way. You know... I thought you were stupid, friend, but I underestimated you. You were a total freaking retard. <laughs> of course, that would be your favorite. <laughs> well, this is back in a time when you could say that word. <laughs> I just like his laugh after he said it because it, it, he delivered it like a like a twelve year old boy would deliver mm-hmm. it. So it makes me laugh. Yeah, the yeah he says freaking, which they already used the fuck. <laughs> Yes, in earlier. Movie, earlier on in this movie's PG-13, so you can only get one non-sexual fuck in a movie. Yes. Well, and if you look at the scene, he's gonna say fuck. He's mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah. He they, won. They, they probably had to pick and the, they, in the editing bay, like yes. which. Uh, like he's gonna emphasize that F with the mm. uh behind it, but then they edited it quickly away. Which, by the way, that scene where he's walking on the the deck to confront, uh, was it Dr- Drago, Dragon? Uh, something like that. Yeah. What's his damn name? Deacon. She's Deacon, an idiot. Deacon. Deacon. I just watched this last night. And I'm getting old and stupid. <laughs> I can't remember things anymore. Maybe that's the other reason why people don't like this because they couldn't really remember the names. It's like yeah. an Avatar of the '90s. <laughs> no one remembers that's, anyone's name. That's right. Um, but when the Mariners on the the deck and confronting Deacon, I'm like, weren't weren't there just like a thousand people on that deck? Why wouldn't they just come up? Like sound the alarm, come up on the deck and like confront the mariner and just overpower him. Because I was the just script confused. says that they gotta blow it up and. All right, I know, but you know, it's ninety, and it's not epic and action packed, yeah. and you can't do the zip line scene where boring. where the guy the deacon's taken off on the plane and he, it's like hey, we need another hero shot, guys. We need Kevin Costner to zip line on some things. See that that's a YouTube channel that. <clears throat> Any of you listeners out there who want to make a, a lot of money, create a movie YouTube channel, and this is what the point of it's going to be. Instead of like, I think there's one already called How It Should Have Ended. It's like cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. To where you could do a different one. Um, similar kind of aspect, but you just take movies to where it had these bombastic endings to where, no, you just have a realistic ending to where, which I guess maybe that's how it should have ended anyways, to where, uh, oh, we just bum rush them. Ah, end of movie. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Kevin Costner just throws him over the boat. Just realistic endings. Yeah, real, and then the, the narr- logical the, endings <laughs> of movies. <laughs> and then the uh, what is it? The narration comes in. Then they both died. <laughs> no one found dry land. The end. <laughs> the hero's music plays. Yeah, I get it. I get why they wouldn't do something like that because it wouldn't be very entertaining. It's definitely not very cinematic. No, definitely not. But I, I enjoy Waterworld a lot. I liked watching it again. Um, I think my boys would like it if they're a little bit older. They might actually enjoy it. Yeah. And I feel like this could have gotten a lot of, maybe it's just because pirates in the water or something. I mean, I felt hook vibes on this. Like, I feel like it should have been a kid's adventure film. Yeah. And this. You're you're absolutely right. I we, mean, just be, it's it feels, the best parts of this feel cartoony. It feels like. Uh, super cinematic and it's just the the world that they live in is just batshit enough to where it would work in a fantasy adventure mm-hmm. sci-fi-ish movie as opposed to having a serious drama about a world like this after global warming or something like yeah. that to where mm, I think part of that is aided by Dennis Hopper's over the top like hammy performance. Yeah. He and definitely tilts it the other way mm-hmm. for sure. He eats up every scene he's in. Like he did, he was King Koopa in the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is the same character as this movie for the most part. Yeah. And then obviously Speed was in between the two. So I don't know. He was just on a roll of mm-hmm. this is what I'm playing from now on. And and Kevin Costner's fine in this. I, th- I really enjoy Kevin Costner in movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the best actor as far as range he didn't goes. have much to do yeah there's not i mean other than him looking glum mm-hmm. or like serious or <clears throat> trying to be the awkward hero but yeah there's not much for him to do in this movie um i think his for his acting he's very good at um everyday character like everyday man Mm -hmm. kind of characters um so like 10 cup and bull durham and field of dreams field of dreams and just very charismatic everyday man Mm -hmm. uh kind of characters to where being a badass is it 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 works in yellowstone it works in untouchables uh untouchables and even then he was kind of i mean he wasn't like an over-the-top badass in that he was just a smart character and he's yeah. still kind of that everyday man um but like some of the movies that like open range he's worked well for him but mm-hmm. he directed himself in that um so but i think maybe just this movie i feel like maybe he was and maybe the kind of the rift between kevin reynolds and kevin costner in this is maybe because 
Kevin Costner wanted a more serious movie. Kevin Reynolds wanted something that was more fun. Yeah. Kind of. I think that's what they were arguing about. And because Kevin Costner strikes me as someone who's really likes epics. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because he he does open range. He does the postman. He does dances with wolves. White Earp. uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. White Earp. And um, it's where he likes to play like serious or like profound roles kind of a thing to mm-hmm. where, or kind of maybe took himself a little too seriously, at least during this time, which I mean, you're the biggest star in the world at the time. So yeah, why not? I understand. Didn't it. cut that around come out the same year. 95. Was that 95? Pretty sure it, it did. 94. I'm pretty sure it did. The let's take a look. 95. 95. It did. I don't know. Maybe there was like fatigue. Like epic, because then Braveheart came out in '95 too. That was another three-hour. Yeah, '95 was the year of long movies. Long movies. Yeah, yeah this because this was definitely like because uh, I think Apollo 13 came out this year too. This was like when movies started, like people started wanting, because obviously after Jurassic Park, like people wanted started wanting CG a little bit more, mm-hmm. or at least they started going that direction. Yeah, going that it was direction. Like the last gasp of practical effects yeah i mean they had some green screen stuff in here there was a couple of shots that are computer generated like the kite that gets shot out of the boat yeah to kind yeah. of give it a little boost that expands out that was computer and graphics. the shark and obviously the shark and the um the scene underwater with the cities yeah uh some of that stuff that they used it for but um but yeah so a lot of practical effects mm-hmm. which is another good reason to watch this yeah i mean it's you don't see real explosive well you're not gonna anymore. get a 200 dollars million budget movie with just practical effects mm-hmm. yeah yeah because at the time happen. this was the most expensive movie yeah uh ever made until titanic came out yeah yep yeah kevin, kevin costner and uh gn triple horn and uh the girl almost died yeah it was like the, the first movie. day or like first week or almost something. drowned yeah apparently costner got got caught on one of the sails and it, it took him out like a mile out mm-hmm. at sea. They had to they had to go get him, and at the time he was like underwater, and they they had to like give him CPR. Like he almost died. Jesus, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, uh, uh, I, I like I like this movie. I do not like it enough that I think oh <laughs> it's boy. worth anyone dying. But. No, no, I yeah yeah um yeah that that definitely wouldn't want to be my last no. Like his crow, the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Kevin Costner. What else could have you done? Oh, but he gave us the last bit of masterpiece of Water oh, Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. How'd you? How'd your dad die? He's <laughs> filming Waterworld. <laughs> Jesus, what a waste! <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but it is also it's a. It's very well done. Yeah, I feel. I mean, it's just it problems in tone and it missed the mark slightly, but I think it's it's good. It's really good. It is. It's underrated and it's it, it gets shit on uh, unnecessarily. I, yeah, it yeah. does. And I yeah, I think most of the people say it's it's bad because other people say it's bad. Right. And they really can't pick apart. I mean, like I said, the biggest thing mismanagement of tone <clears throat> and you probably need a little bit more background in some of the characters or at least for some of the emotional beats. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's, it's very well done. It's mm-hmm. not like it was done cheaply. It's not like they rushed through an idea that wasn't fully formed. It was a fully, definitely a fully formed idea. Um, it's just, it just misfired slightly, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's definitely still worth a watch. It's definitely watch nostalgia bait for me. I like movies like this because it reminds me of, you know, my childhood. Just this type of movie, this adventure movie, mm-hmm. like Willow. Yeah. Or Robin Hood's another. I mean, Kevin Reynolds can make a good adventure movie. Like I said, he did The County Monte Cristo years later, which is one of my favorite adventure movies. Yeah, um, and there's not we might have of... to do we might have to do a podcast on the I love that movie. I've never seen that it. That is a you would love it. That's a great movie. The um but there's yeah, there's just not a lot of adventure movies out there anymore. No, um, I mean the the last ones I could think of was like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, there you go. But I mean, those are like true adventure. Like mm-hmm. you're going on a journey. There's yeah. a destination, and you have I mean all that stuff to where 
just don't have those. Mm-mm. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mm, the Goonies. Good yeah. stuff. Yep. So. All right, Jay. Well, anything else? No, Jay. All right. I'm good. Well, uh, join us next time mm-hmm. for a very special episode. Yes. As we will be interviewing independent filmmaker Colin Shifley. Yes, we will. So We're going he, places, Jay. Yeah, we are. We are. Got people to know what they're talking about. Moving on up. <laughs> um, so he is the director of 2014's Animals, uh, which can be found on Pluto TV or Tubi uh, for streaming. 2018's All Creatures Here Below, which it can also be found on Tubi or Hulu. And 2021's Die in a Gunfight. Uh, which can be streamed on Hulu or Prime at the time of this recording. So if you want to watch, so those are the three uh, independent films that he directed. If you want to catch up on those before our next episode, uh, we're we're probably going to cover those films at some point in the interview, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're also going to talk to him about the business, uh, how he got his start, uh, some of the challenges that independent filmmakers face. So we're, I mean, it's not going to be just his filmography, although we will probably touch on that, maybe talk about some specifics, but uh, we're going to talk about how he got started, how you could get started. If you have an interest in being an independent filmmaker, uh, some of the jobs or what you kind of have to go through, what mm-hmm. you have to put up with and shit. Yeah. So, um, or what is jobs like? <clears throat> I mean, what um, was it? Everything he thought of as yeah. As far as him wanting to do that. But so Does he be, regret it? Yeah. Do you regret it? Do you wish you were <laughs> Do you wish you were doing something else? else? Yeah. Like I really wanted to be an accountant. Like, yeah, the numbers yeah. just make sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I really wanted to design software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's our next episode. Uh Colin Shifley interview. So yep. um looking forward to that. And as always, you can comment on our episodes and write to our email at a castwithnoname.com. Or please, if you enjoy the show, please rate us or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help our uh, show show up in more searches. people's feeds and searches and yeah. all that good stuff. So, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's next time. So, until next time, Matt. Until next time, Jay.